Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, no such thing as a transfer window for our football clubs with one in and one out at Lowfields and no less than three new faces at the Sports Village. And that's before we even talk about the football matches. New York's top junior boxers enjoyed a cracking night at Fonda Memorial Hall on Saturday as girl power reigned supreme. We talk about that one. Yes, it's Monday. It's the world-famous weekend wrap. With Joinze, with Rob... With Kirke, if we can get him out of a restaurant in time. And with Sam Harday. I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. This is Radio New at Sport. And these are the headlines you're waiting for. It's win, win, win on a sunny Saturday for New York Sport. Flosev lead the way as they put five past Skegness Tan in their best performance of the season. Possibly their best performance for a couple of seasons. Kyle Dixon hits a brace and new boy, Caelan Pollard, scores on his debut. His last club, apparently, was in Western Australia. Now we know where Kirky was last Monday. The match at Lowfields was watched by a crowd of 341. That's the official attendance. The highest in any Vars match that took place on Friday or Saturday. And take it from me, there's an awful lot of them. Newark Town remained top of the Central Midlands table and undefeated after a 3-0 cruise over Phoenix at the Sports Village. A brace here for the inform Lewis Chambers. And what was it, three weeks ago when he didn't think he would ever score a goal again? Football's a funny old game, as they say. Elsewhere, Southall and Curtin both won in the Knotts Senior Division 1. Harrowby bowed out of the Vars with a 2-1 defeat against Step 7 side, Cottesmore. Alex Ailes scoring for the Arrows. And especially for Tony, arguably the top result of the day in the Vars, saw Step 6 West Bridgeford beat Step 5 Selston by five goals to nil. Oh, look at him smiling. <laughs> the opening day of the of the rugby season saw Newark win with a 29 points to five at newly promoted Ashfield. Two tries for debut boys Steve Quinlan, while Reese Overland crosses the white lot wash for his third time in two matches. But a poor start for relegated South will beaten 36 nil at home to Ashby. And no luck either for Kes Steven. Going down 26-23 at Mansfield. This is normally the time when I pick a national story to talk to Tony about, but I want to stick with the Vars, Tony, because um, it's the Vars draw today as well. Mm. As it just happened at um, 1 o'clock today, and um, if you go on any form of social media you will know that Newark Flow Serve are at home to Heather St John's uh, I do have to say that the first organisation to break it was Radio Newark I was sitting there poised 
Um, and that's a meeting of two of the top five in the Midlands League. Now, Flosova played a step seven club, they played a step six club, now they're going to play a very good step five club, but it's at Lowfields. Yeah, it is. <coughs> um, you always want a, a home draw in the cup if you're not the programme editor. And um, basically, um, it couldn't have been better, really, because uh, we've got somebody that we know, as it were, even though I've not played him yet. We don't play him until December and April. But um, <coughs> they're uh, one of the Midlands Football League Premier Division rivals for us. So um, we know what, how their results have gone so far. And... Um, it should be another, uh, another, what's say easy passage, but be very disappointed if we don't get through. Um, okay, well, we'll, um, I'll hold fire on that one because you're playing two teams. It's about two points apart in the league, so it's, it's it, I, I don't like cup draws that you know, it's a bit like you know, Manchester City will play Tottenham or something like that, isn't it? Or you know, I, I like bringing different divisions different leagues yeah. to go because that's what cups are all about to me anyway i put down some of the other local ish out of the, the, the draws and these are the ones that have got real cup all about him ollerton town will play whole beach mm-hmm. so that's a cracker bit of a local derby kimberley against sherwood again that is east midlands mm-hmm. east midlands brackley town who i think won the thing a couple of years ago are playing West Bridgeford. Oh. So that's West Bridgeford. If I, I've got the right club, that's the pot of gold for, for, for West Bridgeford and the day out for, uh, we've probably mentioned this, beating Selston by five goals to nil. <sighs> so, well, yeah, and well done to West Bridgeford and, and have a good day out. Worcester City, who we all met the other week, very nice club, um, they're going to Pinchbeck. Oh. All the way into the deepest Lincolnshire. Mm. Um, AFC Mansfield is home to Hanley. Hanley from Stafford. Gary Clark's Neck of the Woods, yeah. Potteries. Dunkirk are playing Hook Null in a bit of a, a local derby. Oh, <laughs> Leave the football at home, lads. We don't want that. Um, if Central Midlands side Clay Cross, the only Central Midlands side left in it, if they can overcome Gedlin Miners' welfare, they play Cottesmore, which will be Step 7 against Step 7, the only all-Step 7 tie in the mm-hmm. hole of the first round proper. And one for me, because I can, it's my show and I'll do what I like, um, Helston are playing Falmouth down there in deepest West Cornwall. And if you don't think they'll need a football at Dunkirk Hucknall, they certainly won't need a football when Helston play Falmouth. I can absolutely <laughs> assure you of that one. Um, <clears throat> no demo tonight. Um, he's a little bit tied up, so um, an old friend's going to be talking to us. We're going to talk to uh, Tony Joins when... Our own Tony goes off and does his uh, his reception bit, which is, of course, gives me time to tell you that um, tomorrow night um, we've got a little bit of a special tomorrow. Nina Bradley is coming into the studio. It's been an awful year um, for our current sports person of of the year. You know, she won it last last December when everything in her world was was rosy. Well, unfortunately. That's not been the case this year. Um, and Nina's coming in. Um, I think very bravely Nina is coming in to talk to us. Um, so that's going to be um, a conversation I'm looking forward to very, very much. Um, 
That's um, Nina on Tuesday and on Wednesday, Todd Cawthorn's popping in for half an hour. Todd, of course, is Mr. YMCA at Newark and he's going to tell us what they've got planned next. But straight to the telephones because that's what we do on a Monday night. We go round and talk to the people that uh, that matter and it's um, a warm welcome back to Radio Notes Sport for an old friend, um, Tony Joins. Tony, hello. Hi, McKay. I'm good, good, thank you. Um, you're sort of uh, stepping in the breach at the last minute here, I understand. Yeah, Damo, give me a quick call to say I was struggling to make it tonight and would have stand in for him, so yeah, no problem. Right, um, before we talk about the game, I, I, I mentioned in the headlines at, at the top, three new faces, no less, in at the Sports Village, and one of them, in my humble opinion, is the last piece in the jigsaw for you all, and it's that piece that is going to win you the Central Midlands League, and that is the the wonderful Reese Lewis. Yeah, without shadow of that, he's, a, he's an absolute uh, great signing for us. Um, you know, a club where we are at the minute, uh, players like Reese come round uh, not not very often, and uh, we're really pleased that he agreed to bite into what we're trying to do at Newark, and uh, obviously put pen to paper and... Uh, is willing to help us to achieve that goal. I mean, you can't, you know, ex- experience, especially, you know the Central Midlands League like the back of your hand, and uh, experience counts for everything, and I would have thought Reese, alongside Steve Carty, two, two long-time friends who know each other's game inside out, uh, it's got, it's it's got to be mouth-watering. Yeah, it has, you know, uh, Reese, uh, well, and Carts have both been playing high level of football over the past years, um, obviously, Reese was at uh, Flowserve last year. Uh, did a good job for them last year. Uh, and obviously, Carty was at Staveley, Step 5. Um, also doing a good job for them as well. So, you know, to have them two guys uh, back in the fold in Newark Town, um, you know, it's an absolute credit to the people that made it happen. Two more names, but no, you know, no, uh, no less as important. Um, Ryan Bloxholm and Dan Bolton. I know about Ryan. I do not know anything about Dan Bolton. Yeah, well, Dan uh, came uh, recommended from uh, Crane Bridge, who obviously signed on for us this year. He was another great signing for the football club. Um, he played with a bit Bottisford over the last uh, couple of years, uh, proven goal scorer at that level. So, um, you know, it's uh, uh, Damo had a chat with him and he agreed to put pen to paper. Uh, although he is actually still at Bottisford at the minute, still playing for them at the minute, but he's put pen to paper on the dual signing. Um, and hopefully we can convince him to come across full time because um, Bottesford aren't having the best of times at the minute even though they did win in the Vars um, on Saturday which Dan did actually play in um, so yeah you know, it's, uh, I, I've been there admire Ryan for a long time you know he's he's uh, probably the old uh, style defender uh, rolls his sleeves up and gets stuck in you know and uh, you know, it's another massive addition to the football club. Everybody was confidently expecting double figures again. No, it's only Phoenix. They don't travel very well. We scored 10 a week before. We're going to fill the boots this week. But from what I understand, Phoenix was a little bit of a different proposition to what they have been in previous years. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, football, you know, the, the amount of talent that we've got... Um, at our disposal up top, uh, you know, you look at Lewis and Asplin and uh, you've got Job, Joanza, you know, Tyler Martin. Uh, we've got quite a potential um, 
or a lot of potential firepower. <coughs> um, obviously, apart from the opening day fixture, which we put seven in, uh, then we then had two one nil wins. Uh, then obviously a goalless draw, um, and then obviously um, you know we got to ten at Dromfield, uh, which. I could see it coming. You, you know, we created that many chances in our opening four games um, that obviously didn't put them away. Uh, somebody was going to get an hammer in at one point and unlucky for John Field on that day. Everything fell into place and we put 10 away. And again, on Saturday, uh, we did have the luxury of watching Phoenix and our opponents on Wednesday night to Harworth uh, last Tuesday in the South Demo and Luke went down. And uh, so we obviously got a little bit of an insight of the next two opponents Phoenix are well, I think they're lying third in the uh, third bottom of the league at the minute but uh, that doesn't do them justice they're a lot better side than that to be fair um, but again on Saturday we did create a lot of chances obviously we put three away um, you know but it could have quite easily been a lot more you know the, the pleasing thing from, from our perspective is that we are creating the chances um, you know and sooner or later someone's going to be on the wrong end of a probably a big margin of goals scored against them so going back to the Dinnington match when Lewis Chambers did, did everything but score a goal and then yeah. went on to social media afterwards um, quite upset by his inability to put the ball in the net on that day at one stage Lewis his head would have probably have gone down and that may have been the last you've seen on him for the season but yeah. since that game somebody seems to have put his arm around him and said it will come it will happen and by God, it's happening. Yeah, I have to say that Lewis was probably one of the main targets that we wanted to achieve this year uh, at the start of the season. You know, he was a guy we wanted on board. Um, and I'm pleased he bought into what we was telling him. And obviously, he's, he's um, put, put pen to paper and, you know, agreed to get us out of this level of football. Uh, what you get with Lewis, uh, I've been a big admirer of his um, football ability for a long time. Um, but he did have a backward step, and you know, which he quite openly stand out where he took a back step from from a decent level of football that he could have been playing in. Um, we're pleased to have him back on board, and, and uh, he's fully committed. You know, he, he actually wants that goal that I think everybody in uh, Newark football that follows Newark Town wants is to get them into step six and. Uh, I can pretty much tell you now, there's no uh, guy that's in that changing room at the start of the game more fired up than what Lewis is to achieve that, you know, and uh, yeah, it's been slow start for him scoring goals, but uh, a lot of people, obviously, that, aren't, that don't come to the games don't see the work that he puts in off the ball, uh, which obviously can be just as important as obviously putting the ball in the back of the net as well, but um, he's had a good start to the season, he's probably hasn't scored as many goals as he would want to have scored. Uh, but he's getting in the right position to do that. You know, he's scoring goals now. <clears throat> he took two chances well Saturday. Um, and I've got no doubt whatsoever that Lewis will be one, you know, certainly amongst the top goal scorers in the league at the end of the season without shadow of that. A league match in the middle of September, Tony, is not going to tell us who's going to win the division. Man City got beat at Norwich. That don't mean to say that, that, that they're not going to win at the end of the season. So yeah. it's not the be-all and end-all of it. But Wednesday night's match against Harworth for both clubs is one heck of a big match, isn't it? It is a big game for someone in the season. Um, like I said, we had the uh, uh, chance to watch Harworth on uh, Tuesday night and uh, they're a good side. Um, they're pretty much strong all over. They've got 
pace and attack and they've got lads that want to play football. Uh, so it's going to be a tough test. And yeah, really, for this early on in the season, it's a massive six-pointer, to be fair. And uh, I think they've played three and won three. Um, obviously, we've played six, won five and drew one. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really big game. And obviously, you know, the fact that it's on the lights as well, it's our first match um, as Newark Town Football Club in a new home uh, under lights. Uh, that actually means something, obviously, the league, obviously. So, yeah, so hopefully, um, you, you know, we'll get a few people through the gate, come down to watch us and what we're all about. And, uh, yes, hopefully it'll be an entertaining game and hopefully the right result is at the end, which, uh, you know, is all down to the lads on the pitch at the end of the night. I think you can actually be quite pleased because, from what I understand, you also had a decent crowd on, on Saturday. Obviously, there was... He was up against an FA Vars match, so um, quite obviously, you know, that was going to attract the biggest attendance of the day, but the attendance yeah, at, at the Sports Village as well was very pleasing, and it's proving that Newark football supporters are, are coming out in their droves. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there was over uh, eight, I think, down there, eight to six or eight to eight, I think was the official capacity, and we knew, obviously, the importance of the game up at... Uh, uh, closer was obviously going to be the key one, which which any local uh, football fan would want to watch. Obviously, you, you, you know, I mean, they're doing fantastic up there, you know, and playing some great football in a very hard league, um, and obviously going on a, a cup run in the FA Vars. So yeah, we, you know, we expected people to go down and watch that, but it was pleasing that we got uh, you know eighty plus through the gate, and uh, hopefully on. Wednesday night with nothing uh, within the town obviously happening football wise we're hoping that one or two of those guys that obviously go up and watch those server come down and see what we've got and uh, see what we're all about I expect a big crowd we're certainly coming straight from the show down there because it is an absolute cracking match Tony you're probably the um, best person you are the best person to talk to about Central Midlands football in this time because you've been there you've seen it and, and you know it is this team good enough to give us our first ever Central Midlands champions. This team, I mean, I've had some good sides over the years, uh, but I have to say uh, the work that obviously Damo uh, and, and you know, a kind of a little bit myself have put in over the pre-season, I have to say that uh, potentially on paper with what we've got, uh, with lads that obviously start the game and obviously we've got lads that come in, this could be potentially the year if they... Uh, keep listening to what Beto and Luke and Tom and myself keep telling them before the games uh, and if they commit themselves on the pitch in the right attitude this has got us so this side has got every chance every chance of doing damage in the league this year um, I'm pleased to say that I've got a little bit between the teeth again because I lost it a couple of years ago <clears throat> kind of you know, lost that love of football but uh, I must admit I'm, I'm quietly uh, excited about the uh, season's prospects ahead. I can't, I can't wait. Sit, sitting here, and I can be as neutral as I can be, and sitting here, I, I, you know, Newark and Flowserve are both looking. They're going to have a cracking season, and they tell you. It's and all I've got to do is talk about it, so I'm going to be quite happy. Yeah, it's, you know, for Newark football in general, it's it's probably the best place it's been for well since I can remember anyway. Um, it's you know it's fantastic for the local people to to, to continue. You know, hopefully, you know we're not at home on the same days on match days and Saturdays, so fans can obviously watch both sides. But uh, you know, for local people to have the chance to go and watch an FA Vars 
uh, game will cut closer. And obviously, you know, we're probably a top of the table clash midweek. It's uh, every local fan's dream, I would imagine. That's what it's all about. Tony, thank you so much. Lovely to talk to you again, and hopefully it's not going to be too long before um, we, we can do it again. Probably next Monday night, if, 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 if Damo can relinquish it to you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right, thanks, Tony. Yes. Thanks, bye-bye. And from one Tony to another Tony, he says he lost his mojo for football, but, you know, if you've got football in the in your head, Tony, like a lot of us have, yes, you do lose it, and you but you don't lose it for long, do you? You, you, you don't lose it for long. <clears throat> I used to get to the end of the football season and I'd had enough and I couldn't wait for the cricket season. And then you get to the end of the cricket season and it just, that tingle starts again. And, you know, I mean, you may well... Do you think there's more, sorry to interrupt, but do you think there's more of a tingle now than we've ever known, with both of them? Well, I've been in the town since 1986 and I've never known football to be this good. I mean, it really is, as Tony just alluded to there, it is fantastic for your average football supporter in this town now that we've got new at town and new at flow serve, both cooking on gas at the same time. It is quite incredible. Now for one of the men that make flow serve cook on gas, probably because he's always in a restaurant. Steve Kirkham next. We seem to be having problems in connecting with Kirk. The phone lines are obviously down between um, Newark and Nottingham, and now we're trying to find if Roach is available and the... He's obviously gone quite as well, and he's putting the children to bed. So, at the moment, we do not seem to be having a flow serve report, and it looks like it's going to fall to um, to Mr Smith to give a flow serve report, because neither of them want to answer the phone. To us, the phone's ringing, Mr Smith. Which one have we got? Talk to me. Ready, Newark? Is that, is that Craig? It's Craig. I'll put it straight on there, mate. Craig, you're straight through on here because we're running a bit late on time because your oppo is obviously stuck in another posh restaurant somewhere and can't talk to us. Or we've got it worked out that he was on a plane back from Western Australia last Monday night having to sign having signed in your wonderful new left winger, Caleb Pollard, which is what I want you to start with tonight, Craig, and tell me all about somebody who I've only seen play football for 90 minutes, but crack, I enjoyed it. Hi, good evening, yeah. Um, yeah, Caelan um, actually called me on um, Monday. There was no hard work done this time. So, Craig, yeah. and so, so, yeah, Ke- so Kirk, you want in Australia? No, he's definitely not in Australia. Yeah. Oh, I know, I think. <laughs> I ain't got time to get to Australia. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, we got a phone call from um, Caelan on Monday morning. Um, he's been over at Arrogate on trial. Um, he's, he's kind of given up the go, so he's been there for six weeks, paying for his lodgings, etc., and uh, they've still not made a commitment to him, so he wanted to come back to Newark, where his family's from, and um, live with his family there. So we, uh, I looked him for training on Tuesday and Thursday, um, did a bit of background work on where he's been playing over in Australia, and um, yeah, we justified it, the decision on Saturday with a with a great debut. You know, I mean, you can't you can't say that what a player's like in ninety minutes, and I wouldn't be too stupid to even try. But on those yeah. ninety minutes, Craig, um, two good feet. Likes a shot, and pleasingly looks up and passes to a teammate. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we like what we saw. Um, obviously, we saw saw enough um, in training to know that it was it was what we was after. We've been looking for a little bit more flair down the side. We like to play with uh, with two wingers. Um, and Caitlin gave us that. You know, he was hard working. Um, his, his quality on the ball very comfortable. 
And, uh, you know, he's not played also, the pleasing thing is he's not played a full competitive game for about six weeks and he's not trained properly either. So, you know, we, we feel he's only going to get better as well as he... Uh, oh, so when he, get, when, when when he gets himself match fit, then he'll be, all, I mean, be half decent. Oh, crikey. <laughs> We're hoping so, yeah. <laughs> um, Caelan Pollard coming in, uh, I have to mention it, Sam Agar has left the club and gone to Pontifrac and Pontifrac Colliery. Sam, Sam was... A Marmite figure, really. You were, you know, some, some people thought absolutely great, and other people thought, well, no, he doesn't do this, doesn't do that. But it, you can't knock the fact that he scored an awful lot of goals and propelled Flosser up the pyramid over the past over the past two seasons. And for that reason, for that reason alone, I would thank Sam and wish him the best to look at Pontefract. But this season, he's not really done the business as we would expect him to. So maybe it was time to look for a change. Yeah, absolutely agree with what you say there, yeah. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of respect for Sam. Um, his help has come a long way over the last few years. You know, the amount of goals he scored, we probably wouldn't have made them two promotions, promotions if Sam wanted in, in the team. Um, like I say, it's been a bit of a bit part. He started the season well. Um, he got man of the match first two games of the season, was top scorer, and then he's just, just dipped off his form a little bit. But, um, you know, he didn't really settle in then the rest of the season um, so far. Um uh, you like, like I say, sometimes a change, change just does good, and change will hopefully do Sam good. You know, he started um, for Pontefract on Saturday and he scored. So, yeah, so uh, he played, probably played uh, a, 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 exactly. All dual signs, so the doors never closed, and um, we're all on good terms. So um, yeah, we wish him well, and we've got a lot of respect for him. I thought that was the best performance I've seen Flo serve play under the, the, the Roach and Kirkham regime. Um, Tony thinks that's when football started at Lowfields, but. I, I, it didn't, and I, but I do think that's um, the best I have seen in many a long year from Lowfields. Um, the way they sprayed the ball around, I was so pleased with Ben Hutchinson getting that 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 goal. Um, Danny Meadows was just pinning the ball here, there, and everywhere. I want to pin out a couple of them. Um, I'll come to Jamie in a minute. Jack Beckett looked like a player with a point to prove and he's given you one hell of a headache on that performance. Mm. Yeah, they all do and they're all capable of that. You know, it's been, like I say, it was a good performance. It's probably the best one we've put together um, since since a couple of the pre-season games, to be fair, against you know, Baseford and Grantham. Um, but it's different in the league. You know, it's, it's difficult um, when points for State teams are coming and, and they go defensive and try and nick. In the cup games, it's a bit different. Everyone goes for the win. Um, so the game was a little bit more open, which which suited us. And we was able to get a wide men into the game, like you say. Um, and once we got ourselves, the difference on Saturday was, and what's what's not happened for us over the last few weeks is that we got the early goal. Um, so Skegness had to come at us, which again su- suited us. Very very much so. Um, now talking to Jamie, he, he come on a substitute the previous week. He, he scored a goal. He, he got his chance. He was. Um, Having a typical jam- jammy match, he was here, there, and everywhere. Wonderful header for the first goal. Um, he got a red card. I didn't think at the time it was a red card, but I couldn't see it. I've now seen the video, Craig, as you have got no doubt have seen the video. Yeah. Will Flo Sir be putting an appeal? Um, and I'll say this now to the listeners in the standard of football where Flo Serve play now, you can only appeal if you have video evidence. Now, is that video evidence good enough for an appeal? And is it worth an appeal, Craig? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Obviously, I, I don't. I, I agree with general consensus that it wasn't. Uh, I think it, a yellow would have been harsh, to be honest. Um, 
but I was a distance away. I spoke to a few few knowledgeable people that were closer to the incident, and they, they thought it was an Irish scene as well. But obviously, it's happened now. Um, we've had a look at the video. Um, it only does show him going in with one leg. It's very difficult to see because it looks like Alex was across the dugout side as well from where he was filming from, so it's not that close. Um, I spoke to Kevin today, and he said if we fail, if we fail in an appeal, then he'll end up with a five-match ban. So yeah, exactly, yes. It really does... Uh, make a bit of a joke of the system, in my opinion. Yeah, you're um, right again. It just defers you from, from making that appeal in the first place, and referees get away with making bad decisions, but that's something you just have to deal with. We ain't got VAR yet at our level. <laughs> <laughs> so we just have to deal with it. Um, you know, Jam picked up an injury um, in that challenge himself, so it's likely he would have missed this week. So It's unfortunate for, for him. He's, like you say, he's worked really hard to get himself in the team. He's really done so, and it was having a fantastic game on Saturday. He most certainly was. If you take that element of Jammy's game away, you take Jammy away. So, oh, no, you, yeah. can't, and you can't take that away from him, and it, it and that is going to happen from time to time. Um, yeah. But you, you can't change the way he plays football, else you, else you ruin the lad complete, completely. But, it's um, just one of them things in football, you just have to take it on the chin, I'm afraid. And Matt Cotton away. waiting in the wings to come back in, so who knows? Yeah, hopefully Cotton's mm. Obviously, Saturday was a, was a good day, but unfortunately we picked up a couple of injuries. Um, Paolo's um, looks like he could be out for up to four, maybe maybe six weeks with a knee ligament damage. Mitch right. um, Robinson's now away for a couple of weeks. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, like you say, we're talking about Jack and then Cotton coming back. There's always an opportunity then for somebody else. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, I was pleased you got a home cut draw, but I was disappointed with the opposition. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, you're, I'm always after the own draw. It would have been nice. I think in the cup competitions, you're always looking for someone that certainly doesn't compete in, in your league. Um, and obviously, with the with it only going up to step five, it's probably one of the toughest games we could have got recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the cup, isn't it? You don't get to choose. So. I mean, we mentioned a couple of times on here tonight already that West Bridge would beat Selston by five goals to nothing, and and they're going to Brackley Town. I mean, what a you know what a a wonderful day out for West Bridgeford. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. You know, and and, yeah, and that's fact. what cup draws are all about yeah, to me. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, it's still a big tie in its first round proper. Um, but like you say, when you, when you look at the, the teams in the hat, um, you always hope for the best. And uh, But yeah, we'll, we'll go into it. We're at home, a big game. crowd, and um, who knows? Who knows? Another victory. Greg, thank that's you so it. much. Um, Joinsy stepped in at the last second for Damo. You stepped in at the last minute for for Kirky. So uh, we'll see yeah, next if Rob Wardner's around. I was off ready. No worries, like. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, Craig. Thank you so much. No problem. A brilliant, absolutely fantastic performance. You just tell you know, make sure all the lads know that that was ah uh, football at its best. Yeah, they're all had a pat on the back at its right. best. Thanks, thanks, mate. Right, thanks, mate. Thanks, bye bye. And that was Craig Roach. And now Tony's rushing off to ring. No. You're not rushing off. I'm not rushing off before I can say to you, <sighs> I have been watching football at Flow Serve for a third of a century. Not in the last couple of years, thank you. Are you rushing off now? I'll rush off now. Right, rush off now. Just have to correct you yes, talking yes. rubbish. It's, it's sort of this band that only thought football started in 2015. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> Every club has a history. Um, they really do. Next up on our list is Rob Wadman, and that's where Tony's rushed off now. To, um, to give Rob a, a phone call. You are listening, of course, to the renowned Radio Newark Sport with our friends at Smith's Timber. 
all the weekend's news and photos are on our social media pages and coming very soon or as soon as i'm taught how to do it we're going on to instagram under the wonderful title of mb sport i say pictures on our website there's pictures on our website from from FlowServe, from the boxing on saturday night and from a magnificent day down by the river yesterday at the dragon boats and i'll tell you a bit about the dragon boats later on because we're changing sport and we're going to uh, meet up with rob wardman because like newark town like newark flow serve newark rugby club had a weekend to remember and uh, a cracking start to the season rob good evening Evening, folks. It's good to know the footballers of Newark are getting tingly. That's, that's what I like to <laughs> Was you getting tingly on Saturday with well, a, a good result for Newark? We won 29-5, uh, five tries to one over at Ashfield in the first game of the league season, Midlands 2 East North. Um, a, a pretty good all-round performance. But as ever, uh, you know, they, they say it's a long time in politics, but it's, it's, a, it's a long time in, in uh, a week's a long time in, in rugby. And uh, we did have six or seven changes to the team on Saturday, so you never quite know who's going to turn up. Uh, and this Saturday, we had the um, the coach w- was registered Thursday night in a, in a last gasp uh, touch of emergency admin, and, and uh, Adam Corcoran, a uh, new coach this season, um, working alongside James Offer. Uh, Adam last played for Pavies about two years ago, and he came in at number eight. Um, I don't think he wants to make a, a regular thing of this, but he, he stepped in at the last minute. We, we got him registered on on Friday, and he played very well at number eight. And uh, for the for the old Leicester fans among us, you know, think think Dean Richards at number eight, and, and perhaps for you footballers, you know, think I think Vincent Company, or uh, if you were really getting uh, OTT, you know, Franz Beckenbauer, that you know, sort of picking and choosing your moments, <laughs> when, when to get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's played himself into contention for next week as well, then. Well, a, a good question, Michael. Very, very good question. Um, I can't answer that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Who two, knows? Two tries then from Steve Quinlan. Tell me a little bit about Steve Quinlan. Yeah, he, he, he was uh, among the substitutes Saturday. He, he's come and joined us from North Highcombe. Looks a very good addition to the pack. Ex- experienced player. Uh, he came on in the first half. Jed Chapel got a bit of a knock at Hooker. Jed went off. Steve came on and he scored two second half tries. Um, and he, and he, he scored just at the, the crucial moment. We were doing our best to throw the game away. We we, we led 10-5 at half time. Um, couldn't score for the life of us in the, in the second half for about 10-15 minutes. Wasted a couple of chances. We'd wasted a golden chance at the end of the first half. Uh, I, won't name, I won't name the winger who dropped the ball on the left. Uh, open goal um, so we needed his try the third try that, that put us ahead um, and then his, his second try in the second half um, sort of sealed the victory and Jamie Duncan got a final try in, in, in the last few minutes and uh, in the first half we'd, we started pretty confidently and we'd scored out wide through prop Mason Coulomb and then Reese Overland another regular try scorer this season he had shot over in the corner, uh, picking up a, a chip through by Matt Cox. So we should have won a bit more, perhaps, and, and perhaps deserved to, but we, we didn't, never quite nailed our chances uh, up, up until sort of the last 10, 15 minutes. So with five tries then, can we say, um, because this is a sort of my biggest bugbear from last season, it's a bonus point win? Yes, bonus point win. Yes. 
score four or more tries, you get a bonus point. And that's the and that's you know we've been through this conversation. I know time and time again, but that's it makes the difference when they start counting up their yeah, points so at the end of the season. I think when you do get that kind of game, you've got to make sure you you take every point on on on, on offer. You most certainly do. So. Um, so, where we play next. You play at home to Stuarts and Lloyds in the yeah, Cup. In the, in the RFU Intermediate Cup first round, 3pm this Saturday. Um, people with good memories will remember that Stuart and Lloyds, they're from Corby. Um, they cried off a Cup game, I think it was three years ago. Um, and they were suspended uh, from Cup from RFU Cup competition. When If you um, basically... If you concede in in, the, in an RFU Cup, you have to. I think you spend a season on the sidelines from cup competition, so they've re-entered. So we are expecting them to be turning up on Saturday. What standard? They're about our standard. I think there may be a league. I'm not checked. They're about the, the cup we're in. The intermediate cup is only for two um, levels of the game. So no, you, you don't play teams. Um, too far out the handicap as, as the racing men may say okay so a close game um quick trip through some other results um worrying result for south will beat in 36 another tone to ashby the two teams that got relegated that's last season i mean yeah, that ashby uh, may may be very good this time round, but that's a worrying start i've got enough, enough um demands of my time to let to find out what's happening at newark let, let alone to worry about um <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fence is the fence is still there. The scores here: the, the three youth teams all won. The under 16s 43 10 <laughs> against uh, Sheffield. Under 15s 51 5 against West Bridgeford, and the under 14s I think 15 14 over Scunthorpe. The, the, just go back to the Sheffield game because I read it that they lost to Sheffield. They beat Sheffield. I reckon they beat them. Right. You think they lost? Well, I'd had a, I'd had an awful long day out dragon boat yeah. racing when I read when I read oh. that, but um, I hope I, I hope I'm wrong. And they and they I'm, I would have assumed they beat Sheffield, but double check that one for us okay, at some time, Rob. Um, the result of the day, though, again, if my glasses was working, was the Newark thirds. Yes, they went to Gainsborough and won by a lot. Yeah, fifteen tries. Um. An awful lot. I think we'll leave it there, really. I, okay. I don't quite know what, who, who Gainsborough are fielding, so uh, um, difficult to gauge. But no, good, good to see. We, you know, we need to get teams on the park winning games. We do. Um, right, Stuarts and Lloyds, a cup match at the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, open flowing rugby. I'm sure it will be, and you may even see New York's head coach. Um, well, for a cameo appearance, we will today. have to wait yeah, and see. He did very well on Saturday. Um, I don't think he wants to play week in, week no. out. He certainly wasn't uh, um, engaged, you know, to be a player coach. Um, but obviously, he's played at a good standard. Um, if he was, if he was, all I can say, if he was five years younger and say two stone lighter, then he would be a good player. Yeah, <laughs> and it probably won't be at Newark. And, well. <laughs> Um, fi- finally, Rob, um, very good friend of this show, um, Will Britton. How is that um, yeah, injury? Yeah, good news, I think. I, I never... Uh, injuries, he's hoping that he, he may not be sidelined for as long as he thought. Oh. Um, he, he was at the game Saturday. He was, he was walking around helping with the uh, the coaching and, and, and general direction of the team. Um, 
So it, it might be you know, no more than a month, but he's hopeful that, that um, it, it won't have been... That's good news. Yeah, no, he, he, he was walking pretty freely Saturday. He, he hopes to um, get back on, you know, in, in training soon. So I don't think it's going to be as long as... As we feared, no. No, because we was worried about it being as yeah. long as Christmas, wasn't we? So, that's good news, and w- cracking start to the season. It sees you sitting second after one match to Colville, and guess what the next league match is? Colville. Yes. Two weeks' time, yeah. Yes, so that's and one to, that's a bit mouth-watering. Yeah, people, uh, the World Cup is warming up, um... You're with us next week, aren't you, on World Cup well, duty? Well, if you want me to come and pontificate about the World Cup, yeah. Most certainly, you're booked in to come. We look forward next to... Next Wednesday. We, we look forward to, um, to R- Rob Wardman's World Cup guide next Wednesday night. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring my little book, yeah. Thank you so much. OK, mate. We'll Thank talk you to you Monday first, though. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Rob Wardman, who we'll be talking to twice next week, Tony, on Monday about New York Rugby Club and on Wednesday about the World Cup. You can't get enough of Rob Wardman. You cannot get enough of Rob Wardman. You most certainly can't. Lovely man. Right, um, new voice on our weekend wrap to come, because we're going boxing um, from Saturday night's New York Amateur Boxing Club when the kids was um, doing their bit. And um, Sam Hardy is going to um, is going to tell us all about it and also tell us how he got himself injured so he couldn't uh, box on Saturday night. So... Sam's coming up next. Amongst the highlights of the sporting year is always a trip to Farndon Village all a couple of times a year to watch the youngsters of New York Amateur Boxing Club um, perform. And uh, once again, they did. And um, to talk us through that night, to talk us through a trip to Georgia, and to talk us through how we got injured, we welcome one of the um, England's best junior boxers, New York's very own Sam Hardy. Sam, welcome back to Radio New York Sport. You all right? All right, thank you. Who are you? Well, you're yeah, not, are you? Because you're injured. Now, how did that happen? Um, I did in sparring a week before my fight. I punched one's um, elbow. And have, have you actually broke your finger then, or I, I fractured it? You fractured your finger. So, what sort of what sort of time scale are, are we on with that then? Uh, about f- five weeks. I've got I've got to go back. Well, I mean, everybody in sport gets injured at some at, at some stage, but it's has it come at the right time or the wrong time for you? Well, I think everyone's going to get injured at one point, aren't they? So, but I think it's come at the wrong time because obviously the home show and all that. But it's, I'm glad it's after Georgia, though, not before. Oh well, exactly. Just let's go back to um, to Georgia because um, you got a bronze medal, but I also understand, um, to put it bluntly, you was robbed and. Um, it was very disappointing, but uh, how do you feel about your trip to Georgia? Uh, it was a good experience. Um, I thought that it was a close fight; it could have gone either way. But it was, it was a close fight. It was a good fight, and all. He came up to me after and said that I was his hardest fight. So that means something. Well, it, 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 it does, and, and, and in your own your own career, um, what you achieved there certainly puts you on. At least the European map, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm third in Europe now. Third in Europe. Well, that's uh, yeah. that ain't bad going, is it? It really it isn't. Does. Let's um, let's talk about um, Saturday night. I want to start off with um, with girl power because they um, they're outshining the boys at the moment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Both of the girls, Lauren and Chloe, what amazing. Is there any sort of um, banter between those two and? And team boys? 
really. <laughs> Not that no. you're telling us in any case. No. Um, let's let's talk about Lauren. Lauren got um, got fighter of the night. I, I thought there was two completely different types of, of fights, and Lauren with a, a a bleeding nose. They just really stood there and sort of just hit each other, really, didn't they? And uh, Lauren, from the shy little girl that she was 12 months ago that would just wanted to sort of hide in a corner. Yeah. As, you know, I mean, somebody, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking it, it's Dean and the boys or somebody, they have turned that shy little girl into a mean machine. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen a fight last time, and then you've seen a fight this time, she's completely different. You can tell she's been training hard. Um, she's, um... After that first fight, I wondered, you know, do you really want this, Lauren? Now you know that Lauren really wants it. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, so, well well done to Lauren. Chloe's fight w- w- was absolutely different. But there again, Chloe, for the first time that I saw Chloe fight, timid little figure in the corner, um, last um, Saturday night when they announced the name, she was up there jumping and waving her arms about and uh, making herself well known. Um I'm sure she's grown about a foot in height. Yeah, um, I know. But she almost... It's such a thing as a natural boxer, Sam, because it just seems... It's almost like poetry. Yeah, yeah. She, she's definitely changed in all. If you've seen her last fight, and she, she's got confidence in all. That's what makes her good, I think. I think um, both of those two young ladies in, 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 in the world of boxing have got a... If they want, there's a career in front of them, isn't they? Yeah, and um, Lauren definitely deserved um, fighter of the night. Yeah, she she most certainly did. Um, let's talk. Let's talk the boys. Um, we'll start with Alfie, if we may, because uh, I don't know much about boxing, but I thought he'd done enough to win that. Yeah, well, I think um, even they were shocked to win it because I don't know what the judges were watching because I, I thought he'd definitely won it, and so did most people in the in the in the place. James Jordan. Yeah, that was a good fight. Na- a name I don't know. Tell me a bit about James Jordan. Um, he's good. Um, I think sometimes he's a bit, a bit shy, but I thought he was, he was really good on um, on Saturday. He did. He seemed to... Um, he rose to the occasion, didn't he? As did 16-year-old Josh Jackson, which is another name that uh, I don't know a lot about. Yeah, that was a really good fight, that was. So, uh, how long's Josh been down at, at the gym? Um, I think about I don't know I don't know how long he's been down there, but he's good. Uh, that's a, that's how I hurt my um, knuckle. <laughs> with him. <laughs> so he, he, I mean, it's his fault, is it? Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, a, there's a cracking batch of youngs, youngsters coming through, isn't there? But we have to look forward next to. Newark and, and Suggy's gym to uh, Chad and Regis both get, getting into the ring. Will you be going to that? Does it, do you go and watch the boys? Yeah, I'm going to that one, definitely. Because they're both on the same card. Or, or, yeah, I've seen both on the same card. That would be amazing. Excellent. Well, after that one, Sam, we'll, we'll, um, you can be our reporter at the night and we'll talk to you again after that event. Yeah, all right. All right, you do that for us? Yeah. Get fit and get fit soon. Thanks, Sam. All right, cheers. Thanks, yeah, bye-bye. Right. Cheers, bye Sam Hardy there, Tony, the best junior boxer, the third best junior boxer at his weight in Europe. And I know it's a conversation we've had countless times, but with Sam coming through, with Chloe and Lauren coming through and all the others have got there, 
It's a boxing hotbed, this town. <laughs> it always has been. I mean, it's always been an absolute... Uh, the place in the country to be, you know, pound-for-pound pound boxers that seem to be coming out of the ears, don't they? It's, yeah. it's just absolutely brilliant. But, um, Dex Bowman lost on at the weekend, didn't yeah. he? But apparently it was one heck of a fight. Mm. It was... Um, but, I mean, the chap that he was boxing was about two foot taller. Yeah, it's... it's um, <coughs> Dex got a cracking career ahead of him. I mean, like, sort of... You know, you, you can't go unless it's very, very special. You can't go unbeaten through, through your career. You've got to take one or two step, setbacks, but it's how you, how, how you respond to that setback. And, 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 and Dex got what it takes. You can, you, you can see the way it boxes. We spoke last week on here when Vicky joined us last Wednesday night um, <laughs> about dragon boat racing, didn't we? How, how did she get on? Um, they finished 12 out of 27, but they enjoyed it. Uh, did she stay dry? Yes. Stayforth didn't. They um, they managed to capsize. Oh. Wonderful pictures taken by the sport camera on um, on our, our Facebook page. What I would like to say, I mean, people say, oh, dragon boat racing, it's not a sport. I thought it was Newark at its best yesterday. Yeah. There was racing from just gone 10 o'clock until, until 4 o'clock, continuous. There was crowds, there was hundreds, literally hundreds, lining, lining both embankments, the bridge and the, and the locks, um, and Newark businesses embraced it for Bowman House and for the Children's Bereavement Centre. Your wife was busy working. She yeah. wouldn't have panned out to me on the raffle. I got in, she wouldn't let me escape. Worse than you. Um, I think for Bowman House, yeah. it was either get her or buy a Rottweiler. <laughs> I, I think it was, it was a lovely day for Newark. And don't let anybody ever tell me nothing ever happens around here. Mm. Because on Saturday, you've got two cracking football matches. Yeah. On Saturday night, you've got Newark kids proving you don't have to walk the streets. Yeah. And on Sunday, you've got a full day of dragon boat racing. What a backdrop, the castle. Come on. <laughs> um, a full day of dragon boat racing. You know, not many little market towns can put that on, and I'm going to call dragon boat racing sport. They can't, can they? No, I, I, I think that um, sometimes you have to come from outside a town to really appreciate it at its best. But, uh, no, it was a belting, sporting weekend for Newark. Obviously on the football field, on the rugby field as well. But uh, the, the, the Dragon Boat Day, as you say, it just showcases Newark at its very, very best. Because, um, you know, it is a gorgeous town, and when you've got a backdrop like that for such an event, then it's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Just a, just a winner. I want to take it out of town just to end the night, and um, obviously I was down by the river all day so i didn't pick up on any of the sport until i got home to find out that norwich had beat man city mm. liverpool now have a five point lead. So that's the championship all over it's finished they've won it that happened last year though didn't it <laughs> um and europe won the solheim cup the yeah uh, 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 glen eagles i had a quick look at the phone halfway through the day and america wanted about one put to win the thing what happened well, I, I, I didn't follow it because I was wrapped up in the test match all day on the on Five Live Extra. But um, I do know that it was um, splashed all over the Telegraph today that it was uh, a miracle. Uh, I think we won the last three matches, didn't we, or something? Yeah, it was... But, you know, once, once again, Americans can't do team sport. It's been a hell of a sport in summer when you think about it. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I know... 
that uh, the Ashes hasn't been that that good. But we, got, we got a draw. We lost four 0 last time. We got yeah, a draw. but but but, but uh, I mean there were two very very poor batting teams. But um, you know we had um, we, we had Ben Stokes. They had Steve Smith. The Ashes was won by the Australian captain Steve Smith. Mm, mm. Simple as that. Mm. He 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 was the dis- Stokes did it every now and again. When he when he was doing it, but it wasn't every single match. Smith just steamrolled the series until yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah, it was uh, very very special. Um, they, 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 I, I did read just sort of quickly to interrupt. I, I did read that in the opening day of the opening Test match, Warner was booed on and booed off, and on the last day of the last Test match, Warner was booed on and booed off. On the opening day of the first Test match, Smith was booed on and booed off. And on the last day of the Test match, Smith got a standing ovation. Yeah, because um, as a character, is um, a, a rather nicer person than, than Mr. Warner, who uh, deserves all he gets. Because you know, he's just a nasty piece of work. The one I feel sorriest for is Bancroft, who was just led astray by two idiots who should have known better. Yeah, well, you can almost say that about Smith, to be perfectly honest. But... Yeah, I mean, he was he was very weak. But, that was um, his problem. Anyway, that was how I look back at him. Um, a weekend, a weekend in in sport. Huddersfield beat Lincoln, so Cowley's. It's probably not greener, but we'll find that one out a little mm. bit late later on um, tomorrow night. It's Nina Bradley, and I really am looking forward to that one. And it's going to be yeah. a, it's going to be a serious night, but uh, yeah, it's one I think it's, it's a story that I think you all ought to hear. And Nina has very bravely agreed to come in and yeah. tell us tell us that story. It may just help one person. And if it does that, what Nina tells us tomorrow night makes it all worthwhile. You need to be brave to get into a boxing ring, but you need to be brave to to, to talk in front of a microphone about your problems in life. So, um, Nina, Nina, tomorrow night, please, please, if you can, listen to that one. Massive thanks to Tony, Steve, Rob and Sam. Coming up next, of course, it's a choice. AD Crampton's on FM and Andy Channing is on DAB. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We-